Welcome to this episode of the Medical Affairs Professional Society podcast series, Elevate. I'm your host, Garth Sundem, Communications Director at MAPS, and today we're exploring patient engagement with presenters of the MAPS 2022 Global Annual Meeting Session, The Great Debate, How Medical Affairs Can Best Support Internal and External Collaborations in Patient Engagement. Joining us are Graham Johnson, Patient Engagement Advocate, along with Richie Castles and Vicki Livingstone, members of a global patient engagement team in medical affairs with Gilead Sciences. Speaker fee and expenses paid by Gilead. So thank you for joining us. Uh, your symposium discusses, symposium discusses the topic of patient engagement. So let's start with what patient engagement actually means to you. And Graham, as a patient advocate, do, do you mind getting us started? What is patient engagement? There's very few industries which um, manufacture a product without dis discovering, first of all, what it is their customers are likely to want to buy. Yeah. Uh, the pharmaceutical industry has spent generations delivering what doctors and other clinicians tell them they ought to be delivering and paying in my opinion, and I think in widely held opinion now, delivering drugs which have not been co-created and influenced by patients. And I think that is a shame for patients. And it's also a missed opportunity for the pharmaceutical industry, which thankfully it's waking up to. So that's the patient perspective on patient engagement. Uh, let's go to the industry perspective on patient engagement. What, what do you see these this term meaning in the industry, uh, Richie and Vicky? I'm happy to jump in. And I think Graham um, summarized it beautifully. It's about co-creating. Um, so um, making this shared decision-making um, a reality. Um, so what we what we're aiming for is long-term partnerships, um, co-created outcomes that are actually important and impactful for, for patients, um, for their families, um, and for their caregivers. Richie? Richie? <laughs> yeah, I agree with both. Obviously, I agree with both Graham, and, and I never disagree with Vicky. I've learned that that's the best way to uh, live my life. Um, but all I would add to that is really, you know, I think it's, at its core, it's really about an elevation of the voice of the patient community as an equal stakeholder in the development of medicines, right? As Graham rightly said, we've listened to HCPs and academics for many, many years as to what the what we should be developing throughout the life cycle, uh, the medicines life cycle. Uh, and really, the time is now to elevate the, the end user, as Graham put it, into those conversations as an equal stakeholder. Okay, so how do we do perhaps give you an example of why that's so important, Garth? Because um, yeah. I, I live, uh, and I'm quite happy to say I live with a long term condition. And um, I have, through my patient advocacy role, been in key meetings at major pharmaceutical companies. And I have heard people say um, that uh, there is now very little unmet need in the disease which I have. Uh -huh. Rheumatoid arthritis. Um, tell that to the many millions of people around the world who think there is still considerable unmet need, uh, because fatigue, one of the key issues, is something which 
many of the current drugs failed to tackle because the goal was, the outcome that was being sought was a reduction in pain and reduction in joint damage, but it didn't un tackle the underlying um, fatigue effect of this um, uh, immune, immunologically uh, modulated disease. So that's interesting. So, right. I can imagine that pharma could focus on developing against the endpoints that pharma sees as important. And there could be a real insight from the patient perspective on the endpoints that patients want pharma to develop around. So how you said you've been in these meetings, uh, you know, Richie and Vicky, how is pharma involving patients? How, how, how is pharma actually engaging patients? Yeah, well, we've definitely seen an increase in the engagement and more importantly, the involvement, as you say, Gareth, over the over the recent years. And um, some of that uh, across the industry has been around important topics such as endpoints in clinical trials. And, yeah. you know, a lot of this has been driven um, over the last couple of years by the regulators. So we've seen a huge kind of um, drive put forward by the FDA in the US um, through their uh, patient focused drug development initiative and also in the EMA in Europe, and who have really been doing this for many years, but there's been a renewed effort um, in terms of bringing forward the patient voice in term, to, to ensure that the endpoints um, and also the trials are actually fit for purpose for what patients need and want. And as Graham said, you know, to, to really understand what the unmet need is from the patient's perspective. You know, that's interesting. There seems a little bit of a dichotomy here in that, you know, the FDA and the EMEA regulatory bodies are trying to promote patient engagement, but then there's a lot of regulatory barriers to patient engagement as well. Vicky, do you see, do you see medical affairs ability to actually engage with patients being smoothed? Is, is this getting easier or harder or just different? I think that the, I think the nice thing um, is that what we, so Patient engagement is nothing new to, to pharma. Um, pharmaceutical companies have been engaging patients for, for a long time. And um, what we are seeing is just a, a, a shift in um, the, the way that we are engaging with patients or the ambition is changing. Um, so moving from this kind of um, fragmented um, approach to patient engagement to a kind of a more joined up effort in which um, medical affairs plays a, a role in that kind of joined up effort. Um, so moving to these long term or trying to uh, build long term partnerships um, with the community. Um, as Richie mentioned, bringing patients in much earlier to conversations um, and elevating elevating the patient voice. Oh, just, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, just add to that, uh, you mentioned the barriers and Absolutely, there you know there are still barriers in terms, and, and rightly so, not barriers, but there are guardrails um, in place when the pharmaceutical industry is engaging with patients, right? And rightly so. Okay. However, I think in the past, many of the barriers that we talked about were actually perceived barriers, and a lot of work has been done with across many companies, including our own, with our legal and compliance functions to ensure that we just do this in the right way, that we have a legitimate business purpose and a need to engage with the community. And when we do so, we do it 
with the behaviors uh, and the ethical practices that we should be doing um, with the, you know, in, in these engagements. So I think we're seeing a breakdown of some of these perceived barriers. Graham, I see you nodding. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, what Richie and Vicky say is absolutely right. Uh, and they have hinted at where the big problem lies, and that is joined upness. Uh, there has been a degree, from a patient perspective, there's certainly been a degree of fractured engagement where you get involved for a while and then it drops away or, or and there isn't the follow through. And that's something which um, is obviously deeply frustrating uh, to the patient community, mm -hmm. but also it's something which is being recognized and is being addressed. And one of the things that we're going to be talking about in the symposium is what role medical affairs can play in it. And being that glue that makes it a more cohesive service is obviously one of the the opportunities that we're, we're, we're hoping will be grabbed. You, you bring up a good point, and, and that is that patient engagement can, can seem fractured or, or intermittent. You know, in the new model of pharma patient engagement, does patient engagement stay in med affairs, or do we have some sort of cross-functional partnership that is important to patient engagement? I guess I'm looking at Richie and Vicky on this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to take that one, Garth. Um, so <clears throat> what Graham said is absolutely right. You know, there's been fragmentation um, across, the, across the board. Um, and also what he said about medical affairs potentially being in a position to be that, you know, that provider of continuity across the medicine's life cycle, I think, is, uh, is, is there as an opportunity. Whether we grab it or whether other other members of the industry have already grabbed it is, is up for you know is up for discussion i think what we definitely are seeing is um excitement at the at the prospect of engaging the community and bringing them into our decision making and into our thinking more and elevating their voice um, but absolutely there is a need for that to be coordinated um, and to make sure that the company or whoever, whichever company it is, that the various functions or teams across the company are showing up with one voice and at least knowing, you know, having the left hand know what the right hand is doing. Um, have we figured it all out yet? I would say probably not, um, but we are definitely making an effort to, uh, to do it better than it was done in the past, I would say. Interesting. So medical affairs coordinating, certainly medical affairs owning, maybe, uh, let's talk a little bit about your session. So I, I think you have an interesting format. Um, do you, someone want to take the lead in telling us a little bit about what is going to happen in New Orleans? Well, I'll, I'll start by giving my perspective on how it's coming together. It was eight years ago that I got involved with a number of senior guys in pharma because um, I, I enjoyed talking about uh, my condition and how the pharmaceutical industry could better serve it. Yeah. And uh, we ended up issuing a call to action to the industry to address patient engagement in a more systematic way. And we did that because we felt it was A, a good thing, but because it was clear that both the FDA and the European Medicines Agency were making noises that said this was going to become more important. And what you have on the group are a number of stakeholders who have all in various ways been involved with the initiative called Patient-Focused Medicines Development, of which I should declare I'm a, a, an executive committee member. And what we've been doing is trying to create a framework uh, and a toolbox to do it better. 
And what we we see the symposium as is a way of talking to key people in the industry who are at the heart of patient engagement about trying to assure them and um, invigorate them with a sense of why what they're doing is so important, not just within their companies, but to the industry and obviously to the millions and millions of patients that they, they're serving because it can provide um, a better and quicker medicine uh, and can provide real qualitative improvements in, in the patient experience. Vicky, that's, that's why oh, I'm doing it. <laughs> well, that is a, I love it when there's a why that, that connects, I think on a really emotional level, I think that makes for a lovely presentation. Vicki, what do you hope that attendees will take away from this session? I think um, Graham makes a really nice point. And I also think that we've, um, the panelists that have very kindly agreed to be involved in this are absolutely industry leaders in this very fast, very um, uh, quickly evolving um, field, which is, you know, relatively new. <laughs> um, and they all bring a very unique um um, offering um, and they are all very they are they are doing it because they are passionate about this area which is which is fantastic and what a fantastic opportunity for the audience to hear from um, not just industry leading experts but people who are truly passionate about doing this for the right reasons mm -hmm. and we have such an extraordinary panel um, and Gilead are a very, very small part of, um, of this fabulous panel. Um, and they'll be bringing um, uh, industry experience. They'll be bringing cross, um, exactly as Graham talked about, that um, uh, network, um, patient engagement network experience. They'll be bringing uh, best practice examples and tools and um, some fantastic um, strategies for cross-functional engagements. So we've got a really... Um, uh, a lovely mix um, of, of people and experiences. Um, so I think we've got a very, very lucky audience, actually. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, let's leave it there for today. And uh, to learn more, you're going to have to join us in New Orleans. So thanks, Graham, Richie, and Vicky for joining us. To learn more, don't miss the Great Debate session at the MAPS 2022 Global Annual Meeting. MAPS members, don't forget to subscribe. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Medical Affairs Professional Society podcast series, Elevated.